on this episode of Free Beer and Real Estate. So today, like Tony just alluded to, uh, my teaser was that I guarantee you 90% of you are doing this one thing wrong. Hey everyone, it's time again to crack open a cold one and talk real estate with Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team based in Cleveland, Ohio. We are chatting about all things real estate from agent training, real estate investing, buyer and seller tips, and more. It's free beer and real estate. What is up everybody? Another session of real estate training. And today I'm going to make this promise. 90% of agents listening to this are making a mistake that I'm going to talk about in the opening couple minutes of this session. So tune in, if nothing else, for that. And another 90% of you are also going to answer a question wrong with regard to negotiation and price in multiple offers. So that's my promise today. You will learn at least those two things, and hopefully the rest of these things, you know some of it. But let me get right into it. This is Mike Ferrante with Century 21 Homestar, 21 Mike team, uh, doing free agent training, real estate training every Tuesday from 1130 to 1150. By the way, if you want a topic covered, Tony and I will cover it. Just send me an email, mike at 21mike.com. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. I'm joined as always by Tony Geraci, broker owner of Century 21 Homestar. He's best reached on his cell phone. Yes, you can reach Tony on his cell phone at 216-374-1269. Text is always best. If you need Tony, shoot him a text and he will carve time out in his busy day to talk to you about real estate, uh, put out any fires you have, coaching, training, all that kind of stuff. Tony, thank you so much for doing this. How are you? Good, good day out there. A little gray, but hey, it's not snow, so it's a good day. <laughs> right. Can you believe it's already May? Uh, that I, know. I don't even know what happened to April. That's right. Yeah. Especially in real estate, time flies. Yeah. Uh, Tony and I were engaged this morning in a conversation about uh, government as it relates to um, their intervention and effect on the real estate market. So I think, Tony, that would be a great topic for us to hit another day. Uh, Cause we yeah, are on, I love that. That's great. Yeah, we are, we are on slightly opposite ends of the spectrum on that. So it'll be interesting to, you know, put some viewpoints out there. And I know that uh, when it comes to politics, government, a lot of people feel very strongly. So it's one of those things that you have to approach um, with uh, what's the right word. I'm, you know, uh, you, you, you want to be tactful about it because certainly you can rub people the wrong way. Right. Right, because it's not, it's just an opinion. It's not That's like, right. like you're going to tell us things that you could, you're doing right or wrong. It's black or white. Now, this, yeah. you know, that's just like an opinion of where, where things should be. <laughs> yeah. So today, like Tony just alluded to, uh, my teaser was that I guarantee you 90% of you are doing this one thing wrong. And this is as it relates to multiple offers in our market. We, we, everyone knows the state of the market. We don't need to go into that. But what's happening is that uh, buyers are encountering multiple offers. They're getting frustrated. Their agents are, are struggling to get people under contract and you know, find homes for their buyers. Sellers and listing agents are also struggling with this. I know you're saying, oh, Mike, it's easy for them. They just sit back, sift through the offers and pick the best one. That's not always the case. And especially when it comes to legal and ethical pitfalls, I think there are a lot of things that agents don't know and that they may be doing wrong or that they can improve on. So number one, the question that I told you that 90% of you are going to get wrong is when you have, let's say you have 
20 offers on your listing. Now I'm going to tell you over 10 years in the business is when I learned this. I did not know it. 20 offers on your listing. How many agency disclosures should you have signed? I mean, I would think the right answer is the one that you accept. If you get 20 offers and you don't take 19 of them and you take one and you get everything signed, you're in business, right? Well, Tony, as we recently learned and read, uh, I mean, we kind of had some ideas about this and we thought, hey, it's good practice to get them all signed. But literally we, we found uh, the state ruling and our, our attorney, Cindy said, yeah, you really need to get all of them signed. And I know, Tony, you were like, geez, that seems uh, superfluous. And I felt the same way. But uh, go ahead and comment on that, if you would. You know, why sure. is it important to get them all signed? Well, basically what I say, I'll take one second to step back, because I, I say this all the time, like with this topic, I learned something new. I've been in the business 30 years. A, a law, you know, that is or a rule, unless someone enforces it, sometimes people don't know it. So it's kind of like that. We didn't know every law. Not every attorney knows every law. So this is something new. It's never been enforced. I've never seen it happen, never come up, but it's starting to now because it's becoming more prevalent that you know, buyers want to make sure their offers are being seen. So yeah, I learned about it and, and uh, myself that we should be doing this, but no one's ever asked. I've, the state audits us as a company for years on and off over 24 years i've had the company they come in and audit files and things like that and they've never once said hey by the way you should get this done <laughs> so interesting isn't it but it's that shift in the market that has now brought this forefront and as an agent there's a couple other reasons to, apart from the state saying you need to do this there's, it's really best practice as an agent too, because Tony, if I'm presenting an offer to you, isn't the first thing we should go over is, hey, I represent you and uh, Valerie Park represents the buyer. She's with this company. I mean, really that should be best practice to lead off with that, right? Well, definitely. I mean, this is all an opinion of what uh, we wish things would happen differently. Uh, but yes, no, I think every offer should be presented uh, as best it can and uh, and have all have your seller see every single form and some type of confirmation that they got it. Yes. Yeah. And, and in practice, I'll tell you how we're handling this. So, hey, if every listing gets 20 offers, you're probably saying, Mike, geez, how am I going to get 20 agency dis disclosures signed? And I'll tell you, DocuSign or .loop. So you, if, if you have an admin that make this their practice, what we do is every offer that comes in, our admin throws it in DocuSign, says, here's another offer for your review. Mike will be in touch to discuss it. By the way, please sign the agency disclosure. This does not bind you to contract or anything like that. It's just acknowledging that you have received the offer. If you don't have an admin, do it yourself. It takes you literally 60 seconds to throw something in dot loop or DocuSign. And then what I've been telling agents too, because I explain explaining this a lot, is that if the other side won't, at least get it in writing. So if you're on the buyer side and you say, hey, I want a copy of that, and they, they won't, because some people just won't do it. They just don't believe it. They don't, at least have something in writing, like an email or text, save a copy of it that you tried to get it and they refuse to get it from that. So, and actually on, on, on a silly note, that's, we've gotten some back for that. I've had agents, I give them the, 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 the verbiage to say, okay, tell, okay, I'm, I'm making a note, official note in my file that you refuse to give it to me. That usually sparks people up like, oh, oh yeah, uh, let me go get it. <laughs> so. Yeah, 
It's the same with consumer's guide. You know, a lot of agents say, well, you know, they, they won't sign something the first time I meet them. Just remember, our responsibility is to provide it to them. The reason we get signatures on stuff is so that we can prove that they saw it. Well, what's another way to prove that someone saw something? It's to email it to them. So even make a note in there, hey, I know you didn't want to sign this because we just met today. I gave you a hard copy, but for my files, I wanted to also email this to you so that I have a record of me giving it to you. Same thing with the agency disclosure. Yeah, the number one thing, I mean, is agency and agency disclosure and consumer guide to agency. And there's never a problem till the pro there's a problem. But the one probably one of the top things agents get in trouble for is when the, the state looks at one of our files and they pull a random one and they see the agency disclosure dated the same day as the offer as the consumer guide. Same date. Yeah. You just met them that minute before. So yeah, again, it's they're pulling a random file and or if there's a complaint. So again, never problem to the problem. Sometimes there's a complaint about something that happened in the deal. The state wants to audit the file and then it has nothing to do with the complaint, but go, hey, you never, you don't have a consumer guide in here. And again, the you're not gonna lose your license over it. Knock on wood. I don't I can't guarantee that. I don't think so, <laughs> but you might have a fine. You might have some CE you have to take. It's, uh, it's not uh, you know, career shattering, but they can, something could happen. That's right. Uh, so one last comment on the agency disclosure, then I want to move on to the best practices in handling multiple offers. Uh, regarding the agency disclosure, Tony, you and I uh, researched this and you know a lot of agents say, well, if I present an offer and I want proof that it has been presented, you have to send me the signed agency disclosure. We actually didn't find anything that said exactly that. I would argue that having it and sending it is a good way to have proof that an offer was presented. Uh, but frankly, we don't have to provide anything signed to an agent from what we found. Again, I think it's best practice because then what do you, what are you hiding? You know, if an agent says, well, can you send me the agency disclosure so that I can tell my buyer their offer was presented? I'm going to say yes. But if you say, no, I don't have to do that, that raises red flags and could potentially put you in a ethical dilemma. And also on a professional thing, you want to keep a good relationship with people. And so think of the other side. If you have a buyer that they've been through, you know, dozens of homes, they've submitted dozens of offers and like, are they really being submitted? Imagine you're in that, those shoes, like, you know, they want some proof. So if you're the listing agent, why wouldn't you do the same? If I was a buyer's agent, you know, just show that they, they got proof of it, you know, even though the legally the no response or no, uh, counter is a denial, you know, technically. Yeah. But it's just good practice to keep that good relationship, you know, with the agents. And, and remember two things. First of all, your first offer may fall through. I've got one right now. I've got a deal falling apart and I've had to go back to the second place agent. And fortunately, we handled that situation well. There was no bitterness so far, at least. And we know that we have a ready, willing, and able buyer waiting who was the second place buyer. The other thing to remember is this market's not going to last forever. Tony, we remember 2008 to 2012 very well. That's when I started. And you remember some years before that. Uh, markets change. And right now, while the listing agents feel like they're in control and sellers control the market, things will shift. It will balance. And one day it will be a buyer's market again. And I'm sure all of you are going to remember those listing agents that treated you poorly when things shift. Yeah, no, that's very important because uh, over having a long career in real estate, uh, 
it's a small town, <laughs> so to say, or yeah. no matter where you are, your market's your market. So if That's you're right. with agents in that market, you're going to run across them again, how you treat them, how you speak to them, it affects your business. This podcast is brought to you by Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, real estate agents serving all of Ohio. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or you're an agent looking to partner with the number two team for Century 21 in the entire U.S., contact Mike via email at mike at 21mike.com. So I promised you another thing that 90% of agents are probably doing wrong, and I'm going to ask it in a question. So I'm going to let you noodle on it for a second, and then, Tony, I'm going to let you answer it. So a lot of – so I have agents who, in my classes, they get this question wrong. I say to them – all right, true or false. I am a listing agent and I have several offers and I suggest to the seller, hey, we really like the second place offer. Let's go to them and tell them the amount of the first place offer and tell them if they will beat that offer that we'll go with them. And the room erupts. The, the, it, it, a lot People feel, feel very passionately one way or the other about this. Um, Tony, is that true or false? Can I tell another agent, the amount of another offer in order to try to get them to have their buyer raise their offer to above that? Well, I hope I get it right for you and <laughs> what you said. But yes, you can't give out personal information, but you, offers are not confidential. So that's all. You, you can use it. You could go to one other one. Hey, I got this one over here. This, can you do better? Can you, you know, and start working that's right. when they're not confidential. 100% right. And bringing up that word confidential is, is cool too, Tony. I didn't have that in my notes, but we'll try to get to that. 100% with the instructions, with the blessing of the seller, you are allowed to do that. A lot of agents in my classes, it just erupts. They're like, you can't share numbers. You can't tell terms. You can't do that. Now, certainly we all should be following the instructions of our sellers. And so as it pertains to divulging these terms that are not confidential, as it pertains to divulging whether or not you have offers, and if you have multiple offers, I think a lot of agents just follow their own policy. They don't check with the seller to make sure that they're okay with what, how they're handling things. So for example, I'm going to give you an example. And then Tony, I know you want to chime in on this because this is a huge topic of conversation. Um, hey, when agents ask me if there's multiple offers, I do unto them as I would want done to me. I'm going to tell them yes or no, I have offers. Yes or no, I have multiple offers. I think that's right. Okay. That's not, I, I would argue that's not correct. I think that unless the seller has specifically told you, yes, go ahead and let people know we have an offer or have multiple offers, you don't, you shouldn't be divulging that because that could harm your seller in a negotiation. It could keep more offers from coming in. So certainly have that conversation with your seller before you answer those questions. Uh, Tony, anything to add? Yeah, that's right. Multiple offers. You do not have to tell uh, agents that you're in multiple offers. Uh, that can, can hurt the seller. It's hard to imagine in this market, but imagine back in a buyer's market, say there's 10 houses identical on the same street for sale and there's only two buyers in the market and they both put an offer on that house and they go, oh, we're, we're multiples now. One of them go, I don't want to be, I'm just going to buy a house next door. So, uh, or they both go, nah, forget it. And they both lose them. So that's the reason why a lot of agents don't realize that because they haven't been through a market like that. So Tony, let's role play this real, real quick. I'm, I'm the agent submitting an offer and you're the listing agent. 
And uh, I'm calling you and I say, hey, Tony, it's Mike. You know, we, we know each other. It's a small market here. You know, we, we've worked together. I know you. You know me. Um, hey, uh, we're thinking about writing an offer on that a listing of yours. Uh, do, do you have any offers yet? Right. And if I'm under the uh, direction let's of the seller. Role play it. Yeah, yeah let's, let, let's uh, go ahead and right. role play it. You've, no. you've not talked to your seller sorry, yet. I can't, I can't tell you if we have offers or not. You know, I've discussed that with the seller. What do you mean? I mean, you could just tell me if there's an offer or not. No, I could, but I have to get my seller's uh, approval. And right now they don't want anybody to know if they have multiple offers on the property right now. Oh, so you do have at least one offer then. Sorry. I can't tell you that. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so you can see, you know, some agents are going to get their feathers ruffled and so forth, but you don't let them bully you, you know, just be kind and be courteous, but you know, follow the instructions of your seller. You know, you could say, look, um, we're going to talk about it later today. And if I can tell you anything more, the, what, what I usually say, Tony, to add on to what you did there is, is I say, um, look, we have a lot of interest in the property. Okay. And all I can tell you is that I expect there's going to be, you know, some uh, offer or offers that we're going to be talking about soon. So I would suggest that if your buyer's interested, hurry up and get um, your offer submitted. Right. And also highest and best. I mean, I don't know if we'll have a whole nother video on uh, uh, explaining what's best practices for highest and best and escalation clauses and ideas. That would be a good video. <laughs> I, I had aspirations of getting to all that today, Tony, but frankly, uh, this is a great topic that there's so much uh, discussion on that we're not going to get to all of that. Let me, let me lean into that a little bit and let's, let's talk about what you and I talk about all the time is what do you think about when on social media, for example, agent says sold in one day, uh, when I hit the market at 10, sold at noon, what's the potential pitfall there? Right. I really don't. I mean, my opinion, I really don't understand selling a house in one day, letting people in there just to see how, how high it could go. There could be people. I know there's cases out there right now. No one's taken into a lawsuit or anything where there's people, because I, I know people like this, that so it sold in the day and they go, gosh, if I wish I got in there and I saw what it sold for, I would have paid more for it. I'm like, imagine that that buyer go, knock on that seller's door before they close and go, oh my God, if you would have kept it on the market for a few more days, I would have, my, my grandfather lives next door. I would have paid, you know, 30,000 more for your house. If I was a seller, I'd be pretty upset at my agent for pu pushing me to go with that offer so quickly. So that's the one pitfall I see happening that could happen to agents and listing agents. Well, the seller told me, but that you're the trusted real estate advisor. Oh, they yep. got asking for, they got 10,000 over asking. Well, we got 10,000 now. We might get 30,000. This 10,000 is not going anywhere. There's no house like yours for sale. Exactly. Not going and anywhere. Way, yeah. And, and the way I recommend doing this, because we no longer have coming soon in our market as an option for marketing, what we recommend is something called delayed offer acceptance and put the expectation in the MLS and the broker remarks. If you're listing your house on, on Thursday, put right in the broker remarks, seller will review any and all offers Sunday afternoon. Yeah, uh, you could also, yeah, and you could also put in there seller reserves the right to accept an offer sooner, you know, just in case they decide to, but really it's best practice to let everybody get in and see the house, let the competition commence and, make sure that you're getting the best offer for your seller. Because Tony, I'm going to say a quote. I was just recently on a panel. And what I said was every action you take, every email you send, every phone call, every text, every document, you are building a case. 
And you're like, well, building a case for what, Mike? You're building a case in case someone files a complaint or a lawsuit against you. You can then go back to all of your actions, documents, text, et cetera, and say, here's what I did and here's why I did it. And here's why it was in the best interest of my client. No, that's, that's very good advice. Oh, and the offers is nothing just because we talked about that delayed offers. It's okay. And I get this discussion like every other week with an agent on either side saying, if you're sellers putting their house on the market today, but things in life are happening, whatever, for whatever reason, they go, we just can't physically or mentally handle offers right now. So we want offers next week, no earlier than this. You're allowed to do that, but sometimes you have to do that straight across the board. Uh, you can't do that. So I have had agents, yeah, you have to present my offer. I go, I promise you, and so our listing, I promise you the seller's not looking at offers until next Monday. And that's, they're going to see it all. You're not, but some agents have gotten burned. They've heard that. And then agents that didn't do it, they go, okay, now it's sold. I'm like, you said they weren't looking at it until Monday. So I know some agents have gotten burnt out there and they don't view it, uh, you know, but you have to you know, hopefully trust the listing agent that's doing that right. And a seller doesn't have to look at an offer the day you submit it. Uh, there's, we as agents have to present that offer in a timely fashion. But if the seller's instructing us, we are not looking at offers for a week. That's the timely fashion, as long as you let the other agents know. And speaking that of letting sense. other, yes, it does. That's perfect, Tony. You segued right into my last point, which is letting agents know. Okay. So when you have multiple offers, Tony, do you recommend notifying in writing when there's multiple offers and how would you do that? Oh yeah. Uh, I may, myself personally, I always suggest when you're multiple offers and your seller's okay with it, most should be, or, or I would suggest to be, uh, is text, email, something showing that, Hey, we got it. So, and you could cut and paste. You know, you, you got to get a little bit organized. I, I've even went to the, uh, uh, help the agents even organize themselves. So like in your phone, put, have a note, put offers for one, two, three main street and start writing the agents and their phone numbers down. So you could just say, okay, if I have to notify all of them, you're just click, click, click. And it's in a, in a note, you know, you got to get a little organized. Cause I know some agents just unfortunately are not organized. When 20 offers come in, they can't keep them all straight. They have that. That's right. And there's one agent calling you every five seconds. And there's another agent that never even called you and just emailed it to you. I see my teammate Grant is on the call. He calls it ringing the dinner bell. So anyway, <laughs> it's, it's in the best interest of your seller, of course, but also you want to have in writing that you gave all those buyers and their agents a chance to respond. What you Again, the title of this five-week series, today's the last of which, is Avoiding Legal and Ethical Pitfalls. The way you do that is by not ticking people off, by following the rules, by following the law. And if you can say, look, I notified you two or three different ways in writing that there were multiple offers and a deadline, I'm sorry that you missed it. I'm sorry that you didn't get my email, my text, my blast from my showing service, my phone call, You know, however you choose to, to, to do it, have your building a case. You wanna be able to say if they complain, hey, I notified you two, three, four different ways that there were mul multiple offers and a deadline. I put it in the MLS, in the broker remarks, deadline, multiple offers, do highest and best due by this date. Yeah, no, I'm 99% sure without even seeing an article or someone, there's a lawsuit or several lawsuits out there from sellers against their listing agent because they didn't sell their house high enough than they thought, even though they accepted it. 
you know, uh, in an offer because something happened later. Uh, imagine you sell a house today and then all of a sudden, two months later, the neighbor sold their house, same exact house for 50,000 more. I'm like, I could have got 50. What? So that's kind of, you know, you got to protect yourself, yep. you know, build a case that, that the yep. seller accepted it. You told them you could wait. And they said, no, I don't want to wait. I really want this offer. You build that case. That's right. Well, good stuff today, Tony. As always, uh, next week, we'll start on a new series of topic and just watch the 21 Mike team Facebook page for what those are. I have some good thoughts on what to do, but I want to put together the whole series and we'll announce it. So click the, sub the subscribe button so you don't miss these. And we'll see everybody next week, Tuesday, 1130 to 1150. Again, Mike at 21mike.com if you want to get a hold of me and Tony by text, 216-374-1269. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. See you next week. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed free beer and real estate from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team. Please subscribe to our podcast and find us on YouTube by searching for Mike Ferrante, Cleveland Realtor. You will find videos, training, and even recipes from 21 Mike's Vegan Kitchen.